You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Day two of the NFL draft is upon us here in Kansas City, but before the Chiefs select in the second and third round on Friday evening, we heard from Chiefs owner and chairman Clark Hunt. But before 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 we get there, I want to say a few things. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, I want to compliment the job that the, the city has done in hosting the draft. I had a chance to be down there uh, bef- before the draft and then also at the end of the draft. Um, and uh, I just thought it was spectacular. Uh, I thought it, it showed great uh, on TV as well. Uh, heard nothing but compliments uh, from the league office uh, personnel in terms of the job that the city's done. And uh, based on my experience walking around the streets beforehand, it looked like everybody was having a very fun time as well. Um, I also want to mention uh, how excited uh, we are to add Felix uh, to the roster. Um, uh, both uh, Coach Reed and Brett Veach uh, believe that he'll be able to come in and make a significant contribution uh, this year. Uh, I had a chance uh, to meet him a few minutes ago, and uh, he's so excited uh, to be a member of, of the Chiefs. In fact, uh, last night when I was talking to him on the, on the phone, uh, he broke down crying, and uh, um, yeah, I could hear him, hear him say, I've been dreaming about this my entire life. Uh, so it's really neat to, to add a, a local kid, somebody who went to college pretty, pretty close by at K-State, uh, to the roster. He definitely wants uh, to be a chief and is excited about it. Um, and then uh, finally, I, I want to congratulate uh, Dante Hall on being the 52nd uh, member of the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Uh, I think it's a very deserving uh, honor for him. Uh, what an incredible player he was. Uh, and also, uh, I want to compliment him on his many contributions to the community, both during his time uh, as a player and also uh, in <clears throat> in retirement, um, I had a chance to be over uh, with him in Germany uh, last year, um, helping market the NFL in Germany and the, and the Chiefs. And uh, he's just a great ambassador uh, for the team uh, and the community. And with that, I'll open it up. Clark, just about last night, um, there's no real blueprint for a, a team to host uh, since they've taken it to the road. So I, obviously there was a, a quite a chief statement there how, how did how much did you think that through and and how to adam's point how how did you enjoy being up there for that uh, uh, yes yeah, so it was a very uh, unique situation to have the super bowl champion chiefs uh drafting uh last uh um in the first round and uh it it was a conversation that took place uh, between our our staff and the league office and uh, the league office uh, thought it would be neat uh, to close the draft uh, with something that was very Chiefs-focused, uh, like they had opened the draft uh, with, with a, a, a Chiefs vibe with uh, Patrick and, and Kelsey out there on stage. And, and with uh, 
going out with the trophy, uh, with, what, did, what did that feel like for you to, to preserve <clears throat> trophy there and to just have this moment, Kansas City in the spotlight, the Chiefs in the spotlight that way? Well, I really think the draft has been all about Kansas City, <clears throat> and uh, it's an exclamation point on an incredible decade uh, that we've had here with our sports teams, uh, starting with Sporting Kansas City, uh, winning the MLS Cup in 2013, then the Royals hosting two consecutive World Series in 2014 and 2015, and then, of course, the five AFC Championship games that we've been fortunate enough to host um, claiming a couple of Lombardi trophies uh, along the way. So uh, I think the draft in a lot of ways is, is a celebration uh, of all that uh, success. Um, and certainly uh, we're, we're very proud of the Chiefs' accomplishments this past season. And it was great having uh, not only the Super Bowl 57 trophy out there, but uh, the other two we'd won as well. What did it look like from the stage? We can all see it from there. Was <clears throat> kind of overwhelming looking out at that crowd? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, it really was, and um, I've had the good fortune of being on a stage very similar to that several times in the last few years with the Super Bowl parade uh, concluding right there, um, and, and the visual from that stage, uh, particularly during the Super Bowl parades where it was all red, um, you know, uh, up on the hill, I mean, it, it's really overwhelming. Um, the draft was a little bit different in that you had the pods uh, for, for each team. Uh, so I, I really liked the Chiefs pod, which was right down, down in front to the left. I did hear a few boos from uh, you know some some of the other pods, but uh, uh, it 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 was overwhelming. And that that stage is much bigger than a football field. Uh, I thought thought it showed uh, tremendously. They did a, a great job of incorporating the architecture uh, of Union Station in it uh, and not covering that with the stage. So I think all that worked really well. Clark, what would have happened if you guys had traded that pick? Well, I, I, I don't think I would have made it out onto the stage had that <laughs> happened. Um, and, and certainly uh, with Brett Veach, those, those are always possibilities. Well, logistically, were you down there like 30 minutes early? And what if they had traded it? Was it like right to the last second before you got to go out? Uh, so I, I got down there probably uh, 15 minutes uh, before we were on, on the clock. Um, and uh, was in, in a green room uh, actually with the, the Kelsey brothers and their mother uh, who was an, announcing the Eagles pick uh, right, right before us. So um, th there was a lot of optionality to how that could have turned out and uh, whichever way it went, it was going to be you know, great for the Chiefs. Clark, we've talked some how <clears throat> the franchise has gotten from what it was a few years ago to where it is now. And there's a lot of people who deserve some credit for that. But how do you quantify Pat's? role in that? What, what, can, you, can you do that? Can you sum up what, what he's meant for the franchise in, in elevating it to what it is now? Yeah. Well, certainly when you talk about the success that we've had uh, over the last five years, uh, Patrick has to be you know, right there at the top of the list, uh, although I think it's unfair uh, to rank people uh, because uh, the, the role that Andy Reid has played um, you know, certainly, you know, makes him one of the most important figures in the history of the franchise. And then uh, Brett Veach and, and Mark Donovan and their re respective responsibilities have also done an outstanding job. And I feel like in some ways, you know, we've been stacking one brick uh, on top of another 
uh, at, as we built this um, and you know, found a way to, to evolve and get a little bit better each year. And that's really a credit uh, to all those individuals I, I mentioned. But, uh, you know, certainly, you know, Patrick's incredible. And he's not only incredible as a player on the field, but, but also as a representative of the franchise off the field. Brett has indicated you guys might look at doing something with his contract when uh, maybe after the Burrow and uh, Herbert contracts get done. How, how do you go about determining his value, specifically him, his value to, to the franchise? Well, I, I, I don't know that there's really a way uh, to quantify it uh, financially. And, uh, you know, no matter, you know, what he makes over his career, I'm, I'm sure one way or another he'll be underpaid. Uh, the great thing about Patrick is uh, when we did that deal, he recognized that he wanted to give the club the flexibility to build the team around him. And that contract was structured in that way. Uh, we're only one year uh, into a 10-year contract, so, so there's a long ways to go. But I think what Patrick cared most about uh, was winning. Um, and uh, he certainly has been able to do a lot of that. Uh, Brett Veach has had enough flexibility uh, to be able to add uh, quality players each year. And that's you know, part of the reason why we were able to lift the Lombardi Trophy again. Uh, yeah, so we were surprised um, by uh, some of the negative things uh, in that report. Um, I, I've heard reports that, that at least some of that survey was taken earlier in the year, and there were some things uh, that were subsequently changed um, even before we were aware uh, of the report. Uh, I'll be interested to see it uh, this coming year. Uh, nobody likes uh, criticism, but you know, from my standpoint, uh, feedback's always positive, and so you know, we'll take it and learn from it. Some of that stuff, obviously, related to just financial investment as far as the upgrade of the facilities and um, just some other services. It seems like some other teams are providing. Do you have plans to change any of that stuff that you received that criticism about? Uh, so I, I think one of them related to the uh, travel. Uh, accommodations, uh, including the aircraft size. There was a time during COVID uh, that we were forced to fly smaller airplanes and only recently have been able to go back to the bigger airplanes. Uh, so that would be an example. One thing that I think's uh, corrected. Um, another thing uh, that, that was similar to that is providing babysitting services at the stadium for the players during the game. We had to eliminate that dur during COVID and we will bring that back uh, going forward. Uh, so those are examples, and then things related to the facility. I, you know, uh, I think we've all been thrilled to be in this beautiful training complex. You know, here for the past 16 or 17 years, and it's hard to believe uh, that it's already, you know, aging. Uh, but but it is. The the league continues to grow. The staff continues to grow, and uh, we we certainly have to figure out how to accommodate our, our needs going forward, uh, not only with the stadium but also with the training facility. Yeah, the Super Bowl, I guess, was during COVID. Um, <coughs> this one is not, or at least not the height of it. Is there a, uh, any further news about whether you'll go to the White House or not? Uh, there's not any uh, specific news. Uh, we have been in contact with them and are discussing a, a couple of dates, but nothing has been confirmed at this point. Anything happening new with the stadium stuff? We keep seeing things with the Royals, and they, they said they talked to you and worked with you. Everything going well? on that front from your 
It, it is, and we, and we do stay in communication with the Royals. Uh, that they've uh, been going through a process, receiving you know some feedback uh, from some community events uh, that they've done to to try to get uh, thoughts from the community on on what's the best direction for them. Um, truthfully, we we've not focused on it a lot. You know, since uh, the playoffs uh, started, we we got busy, busy with that, and then the Super Bowl, and that, now the draft. Um, but we'll we'll turn our focus uh, back to it, um, and you know we'll work with the Royals from a, a timing standpoint because obviously uh, the the two of us you know have a partnership here, and uh, we, we've got to make a decision that's good for both franchises. John Sherman has said uh, kind of aggressively, maybe if they can be out and have a stadium by 27 or 28, that's before the lease is over. So it seems like this you guys will be separated. Is that going to be a good thing for the Chiefs to have your own lease? Is it, or has, has it been worn out of its welcome, I guess, to be on a double lease together? I don't really think that it, it's worked uh, to our disadvantage to, to have them as partners. I mean, this sports complex is special, and there's certainly a, enough space here uh, for both both franchises. Um, they haven't made a final decision on, on where they'd like to go, but I know they're looking at some sites uh, around downtown. And if that's the decision they end up making, uh, you know, then we'll have more flexibility to do something here. Couple more guys. Clark, you recently expanded you guys' this international marketing area, well, I think it was an opportunity that we in the league recognized, you know, um, we should have had a couple of years ago because as you expand into Germany, you know, from a language standpoint, you have a lot of German speakers in, in Austria and Switzerland, and those are really similar markets from a sports marketing uh, standpoint. Uh, so uh, when the, the league indicated that that would be an opportunity for us, we were, were eager to seize it. Uh, I think the timing will, will be great um, with, with the team playing in Germany this fall. Clark, were you? I don't know how involved you were with any discussions of the initial sort of Kansas City burst at the at the start of last night, but I, I assume it was important to you to see Patrick um, be out among among everybody invisible during the draft that way. Uh, well, I, I, I would say it a little bit different. Uh, anything that we could do to highlight either Kansas City or, or the Chiefs, um, you know, was a huge win uh, for the community. Um, and I, I think it's safe to say that our number one ambassador is now Patrick. So having him out there on stage uh, made it made a lot of sense, particularly uh, uh, given the number of NFL fans who were watching. Did you hear any kind of fuss about people thinking it was too Kansas City centric? Uh, you know, I haven't heard that yet, and, and I'm betting that I don't hear that uh, here in Kansas City. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll be interesting, uh, you know, maybe a few months down the road, uh, you know, whether it is. Uh, again, I think it just, you know, ties back to the uniqueness of us being the Super Bowl champion, and, you know, that, that was just a few months ago, so the timing was really good. It's a great way to, to extend our celebration. Okay. Clark, I think it was this time last year when we asked you at the stage, you said it was still your preference to make something Uh, no, it, it hasn't. Um, uh, we, we feel structurally uh, that, that the building uh, has an opportunity to, to go further, um, and that, that was part of the evaluation process that we've been through over the last couple of years. Uh, we're still trying to make uh, a final decision between a renovation and a new building, uh, but at least we know at this point that it's, it's an option uh, if we'd like to renovate Arrowhead and uh, you know, keep one of the greatest traditions in pro football alive.
Nate, um, Clark, you've obviously been a part when Andy and Brett have come to you with trades. I'm just wondering, can you share what your perspective is when they bring you a possible trade, how much you give your uh, lens to it? And then secondly, um, before the second round starts, how do you feel like you guys will potentially trade up tonight? Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, Brett's fairly aggressive and, and willing to trade both both up and down. And uh, he and his staff are constantly working the phones uh, during every draft, um, you know, looking for opportunities to, to make, make a move because there are always players that you believe are going to be taken before you get to your, your natural pick. And uh, you, you want to know if there's a, an option there that makes sense in terms of the compensation for, for the trade. So uh, last night, you know, was, was like uh, any night, and, and Brett staff was working that. Um, when we go through those process, if something starts to look like it's, it has traction, um, he and I, and, and typically Coach Reed, you know, will get together to, to really talk about the compensation and, you know, whether it makes sense for the franchise and, you know, wh what it then means in day two and day three uh, particularly if you're giving away draft picks, you know, is it going to limit what we'd like to get get accomplished? So, uh, that that's a dialogue that ha happens every year. And last night was was uh, no different. Um, <clears throat> you know, as we go into tonight, I, I don't have any expectation uh, that that he'll trade, but I I certainly believe it's a, a possibility, and, and I know he'll have some options uh, based on the work that his staff will do. Um, you know, as we get into the middle of the round. Do you have a moment that's been most special for you? Is it when you put the third Lombardi Trophy down and say the the reigning champs pick, or maybe something smaller with this whole draft in Kansas City? Uh, so I uh, like the Super Bowl parade. I would have a hard time picking out just one thing uh, from last night. Um, you know, certainly you know getting to announce uh, the selection of a player with local roots, uh, I thought was special. Uh, but before the draft, I was up on the World War One uh, monument, um, and doing I was doing some interviews up there, and I had a chance then to look back at Union Station, and th and that's a view that I I've never seen before, and there were already forty or fifty thousand uh, fans that had, that had streamed in, uh, most of them wearing red, and uh, it was a pretty special sight uh, to see the draft stage and all the Chiefs fans from that vantage point. Last one. Uh, Clark, round one gets a lot of the attention. <clears throat> Chiefs have found a lot of good players on day two and day three. Just how much do you enjoy tonight and tomorrow and this whole process? Yeah, I, I think day two and day three are really where personnel staffs can distinguish themselves. And uh, Brett's staff has certainly done that in recent years. Uh, we look, look back to last year and the number of players that we were able to select in the later rounds who ended up making a big contribution last year uh, all the way through the Super Bowl. Um, you tend to get a lot of dispersion uh, on day two and particularly day three in terms of how teams evaluate players. And I think it's where the really good staffs uh, can shine. So I'm looking forward to adding some, you know, talented players here over the next two days. And, uh, you know, hopefully ones will be able to help us get back to the Super Bowl this year.